Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. This is the 870 Show. Uh, after a quick little almost three-month hiatus, we are back. We are alive, and we are thriving, ladies and gentlemen. We've all got a lot going on in our lives, but as you can see, we still make time for you, beautiful ladies and gentlemen, listening to this podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking a little bit about and Arkansas. And basketball. those that aren't beautiful also. Matthew, don't interrupt. Golly, Matthew, got to ruin intro. everything. Don't interrupt, the intro. Do Don't interrupt the intro. We're talking about Eric Musselman. We're going to talk about Arkansas spring game, NBA playoffs, and the NFL draft. Probably a few other things, too. This is the 870 Show. Landon's on the fire! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the 870 Show. I'm Landon Voss here with Matthew Midiot and William Land over the phone. And uh, guys, as always, you know, after every hiatus, there's there's been some life changes. For you two, more drastic life changes, but both for the better, obviously. Um, so let's start with William. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us what happened, what's been happening in your life since our last episode? Well, I got engaged in March, um, so I'm going to be getting married next May. Nice. Um, I also just survived an EF3 tornado um, that swept through Ruston. Um, so, by the way, I just want to point out, if you can, please help this town. We're still uh, facing a lot of tragedy. So Absolutely. If you can give in any way, please do. We'd really appreciate mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah. Tomorrow's Tech Giving Day, by the way, so if you want to donate to that, you can. Um, but that's what's been going on in my life. So it's been pretty good up until this past weekend. We did have the tornado and we can probably talk yeah. more about that later. But Matthew, you got really big news that happened today. Yes, I got a job in Winter Haven, Florida. I am now the counselor of Winter Haven High School or a counselor of Winter Haven High School. Go Blue Devils. What up? Where you go, so I, will be I will be taking my talents to Winter Haven. Thank you. <laughs> so um, you're welcome. And I appreciate all the love and support. And it has been great calling Eldorado my home for the first 30 years of my life. Now let's go for the next 30 in Florida. He's going to be taking his talents to South Beach. Uh, he's going to be joining the Miami. Take, taking his talents to, to Central Florida, to the, to the Gulf, to an hour or so east of the Gulf. Yes. yes, I am like directly in the middle of the state between Tampa and Orlando. So... Pretty safe from hurricanes, actually, which is really great because they usually hit either the uh, top of Florida or the bottom. So by the time they get to Winter Haven, they're kind of... It's know, just a nice sprinkle. It, um, No, no, not that. I mean, it's still a pretty bad storm, but it won't kill you. So, you know, we're good there. Excellent. Excellent news. So uh, do, do you know when you'll be moving down there? Or is that still a little... You little said she wants away. me down there... The my HR lady and principal said they wanted me down there the second week of July so I can pass my drug test and pee in a cup and all that stuff. So nice, yeah. Thank you, Matthew. I didn't know what a drug test was until you just told me. <laughs> so you're welcome, buddy. I'm glad I could, you know, learn something you. new every job. day. And ladies and gentlemen, we still will be able to do the podcast. Um, we're actually all three doing it from different locations right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we've got this really cool app called Discord. It helps our voices come out a lot clearer. It's a lot better than calling on the phone like we used to do. Um, so we got this thing down. Uh, we don't know the frequency because, you know, we are going to be doing jobs. I'm going to be doing grad school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew's going to have his full-time job. But yep. uh, we still will be doing the podcast throughout the fall. You're still going to be hearing us talk about uh, Arkansas football and all that good stuff that you guys love. And, and, and hey, Matthew, like, listen, I think Matthew be, living I, in Florida, he might be able to follow my football a lot more closely than I was he, gonna say, than I was he gonna does. Say, listen, I think it'll be a lot better because not only – well, I'll be directly in SEC football country with three major schools. Mm-hmm. I will also have a lot faster internet. So, nice. what up? Life's looking up for all of us, man. It's, it's, a, right. it's a good how, time. It's a great time for the 870 show. Uh, so, so, how's it looking up in your life, Landon? Do what, Matthew? How's it looking up in your life? You said it was looking oh, up we, for all of us. We, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's going. It's steadily going. I, uh... I mean, this isn't that big of a deal, but I ordered my passport today so I can go to Paraguay this summer. So I'm I'm really what looking up? forward to that that mission trip. Um, but yeah, things are things are going great over at the church. I'm still working there. Um, things things are really looking up, and uh, but things are also looking up the, up at the hill in Fayetteville. Um, they hired a new head basketball coach while we were on this little break. Um, Eric Musselman who spent his previous four seasons at the University of Nevada. Um, and he had, I can't remember, was it, it was 26, 28, 29, and 28 were his win totals for the, those four seasons. Um, yeah, he went 24, 14, 28, 7, 29. That's eight. what it was. His last 24. season went 29 and 5. Yeah, so he, he, is, he has proven that he can win, and he can win quickly. Um, He's going to be very different than what Mike Anderson uh, had gotten Arkansas fans accustomed to, that fastest 40 style of basketball. Um, His team likes to shoot a lot of threes, and they like to make a lot of free throws, which we haven't seen much of Arkansas do last year, Mm -hmm. um, other than Isaiah Joe knocking down a few trays here every now and then. But um, I'm very excited. I I like this hire. I think it's a great hire. you know, I think Mike Anderson's a good coach, but I think Eric Musselman's a great coach. And a program like Arkansas deserves a great coach. Um, you know, thank you, Mike Anderson, well, so yeah, to what he's our- for the Arkansas program. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he came in. We were, you know, it was pretty embarrassing when the way John Pelfrey and Stan Heath left it. But yeah, uh, so Mike Anderson at least brought us back up to respectability. So you can't you can't discredit him there. He did. He did a good job, but Eric Musselman's going to do a great job. Mm-hmm. What's your take uh, on him? He's already paying dividends with the transfers. He's already paying dividends with the transfers. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't he get a five-star transfer to come from Nevada, where he actually worked to come to Arkansas? Yes, I think he may have gotten a couple more. And he may have gotten a couple more that were really good. Connor Vanover is also going to be visiting Arkansas and Vanderbilt. He's actually a Little Rock native. Went to Baptist Prep. He's a seven-foot-three center. Um, he averaged about twelve, uh, about twelve points and two blocks in his last five games, with uh, I believe it was Cal that he went to Cal Berkeley, and so uh, hopefully we can get him in. He'll be able to replace Daniel Gafford down low as that that shot block. He's seven three, and he averaged twelve points. Well, he was a freshman. Oh, and it was, yeah, steal. But I think he'll I think he'll fit in in Arkansas. Um, 
So I, I think that'd be great addition for the Hogs to get Connor Van over. But I'm very excited about where the Arkansas basketball program is going to be heading in the next few years. Yeah, I'm. I'm, yeah, I'm really I excited. Think it has look up. Go ahead, Matthew. You go. You're good. I just. I, I was just about to say he he, it it's kind of the same feel when whenever we brought in Chad Morris. You know, whenever we first hired him, there was a lot of state. Let left lane hammer down. Um, it it felt like there was just like this this huge culture change already within the first week that that we had hired him, and it felt to me that it felt the exact same way when we got Eric Musselman. Um, and There's so I'm, not going to be enough Red Bull on the hill to supply Chad Morris and Eric Musselman. Oh man, it's going to be wild. But yeah, um, and also, uh, it, I I think. I think things are really looking up. I'm, I'm excited to see Chad Morris's second season coming up this fall. I'm excited to see what Eric Musselman can do over the summer with these guys that he already has at Arkansas and the one, ones that he's going to bring in. Um, I, I, I think it's definitely something to look forward to if you're if you're a Razorback basketball fan. And speaking of Chad Morris, the Hogs had their spring game this past month. And I would say there is a little more excitement within the Arkansas football program. I One thing I noticed from that spring game is that the Hogs looked a lot more like, like they knew what to do. Um, you know, it didn't look like we're going to have – oh, my goodness. I went to that LSU game last year when uh, Rakeem Boyd ran into his own teammate. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like – you know, there's going to be embarrassing, dumb headache plays like we had last year. I feel like these guys at least know what to do. I don't know how competitive they're going to be. I don't know how many wins they're going to get, but they're going to at least know what to do. Plus or minus up on the other side of the ball, six and six. Plus or minus six and six between five and seven and seven and five, which is a great win improvement, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I would take a, I would take any of those records. Really, I mean, it just depends on, you know, you know, how everything falls into place uh, in certain games. You know. There's always going to be those games where one play defines the the outcome late in the game. Um, but five and seven to seven and five, I'll take I'll take those. Um, no, especially they, after after having I think a, should a, be in every game. I think that should be in every game. I think that should be in every game, but Alabama. I think that should every game should at least come down to the end. Yeah, they they, they should be able to you know put up a good fight against all those teams. Um, you know. You never, you never know. It well, actually, th- this year will be at Alabama, wouldn't it? Yes, it will be. Yeah, at Alabama. I believe so. I'm, I'm not gonna expect a lot out of that game, but uh, you know, who knows? You know, you never know. Hey, we of, covered the spread last year, guys. Okay, let's not let's not write ourselves off yet. We scored 35 and covered the. Spread. We scored. We scored the most points on Alabama until they played Oklahoma in the college football playoff. So that's something to to look at. Um, yeah. Hey, bud. Hey, Buster. <laughs> now, a big question mark I would say around Arkansas football is the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't have a lot more faith in it this year, going from uh, Cole Kelly and Ty Story to now we have Ben Six, bat- Ben Six, Ben Hicks, battling it out with uh, the. Texas A&M transfer. Remind me his name. <laughs> Nick Starkle. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 
I want to almost said Trevor Knight. Goodness, um, <laughs> Katy Perry's boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> what up? So the the question mark I have is is a guy like Ben Hicks going to be able to come in, and is he going to be a band aid? Is he going to be like a you know fifteen hundred yard and maybe like ten or twelve yes. touchdown guy, or is he going to be kind of like what we saw at SMU under Chad Morris? and throw for 3,000 yards and throw for 30 touchdowns a season. I think it's probably going to be somewhere in between that. I'd say a good year for Ben Hicks would be, uh, you know, a 20, you know, 15 to 20 touchdowns around a 2,000-yard mark. I'd say that's a good bar for him. If he exceeds it, then I'd say that's icing on the cake. If he doesn't, then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if he falls short of those expectations, then maybe I set him too high. But I am very – no. Optimistic. Uh-uh. I think he's a band-aid. I'm optimistic about where the quarterback play is headed at Arkansas. I, I think I think he's a good torch carrier until the young kid gets ready, and then you you give the keys to the young kid. That's what I think. Because while SMU plays some decent schools, they didn't play LSU. They ain't play Alabama. They ain't play Auburn. They ain't play Tennessee. They ain't play none of that. No. Tennessee sucks. They didn't even get a draft pick, guys, by the way. So Ooh. suck it, Seth. Them and Nebraska. They and them and Nebraska. First time in the modern draft, Nebraska has another draft pick. Uh they probably would have had one if uh was it Jay is it Jalen Hurd? If he yeah. had if he had stayed, he got drafted out of Baylor to uh I can't remember where, but I didn't even realize that he switched to wide receiver. That can be Tennessee's moral victory. I guess so. We we had a draft pick, guys, but you know he didn't want to stay here. He wanted to go to the Big Twelve to a to a school that had just gotten out of some major controversies and scandals and went two and ten or one and eleven. I can't remember. Way to go, Yelta Froholt, getting that repping that Razorback red in the in the league. Oh yeah, and with the uh, New England Patriots reunited with our old boy Brett Bielema. Dude, the Patriots love the Razorbacks for they whatever are, reason. They've drafted so school. many hogs in the last few years. We are their feeder school. And we also had uh, Drake Greenlaw uh, get drafted Florida by the Alabama. Right, so and we had Armand Watts drafted by the uh, Vikings, I believe. Well, woo so we pig. Three hogs drafted and then multiple signed unrestricted free agent uh, – I mean uh, undrafted free agent uh, contracts right after the draft. Um but yeah, it was a it was a good year for having you know all the all those NFL players now that we had on a two and ten team. So since we're on the draft, why don't we roll right into that? Um, that happened in this past hashtag weekend. WPB hashtag LHD hashtag all those things. Now, what were the Giants thinking drafting Daniel Jones? They were thinking this guy looks just like Eli. We should get him. No, that, that had to be it. The correction. Be they it. were not thinking. They were. They weren't thinking. You don't draft the kid that is rated between thirty-two and fifty-nine sixth. If you want that kid, trade down. And you can't tell me you couldn't find anybody to trade with. Nobody. Nobody wanted to come up. They this were just like, "We're do. good. We're all set." No. Nah. This is what you do if you're the Giants. You get a dartboard. You put different players' names on it. You'd put a blindfold on and you just toss the dart. If it hits the wall, you don't draft anybody. But you don't pick Daniel Jones six overall 
in the NFL say, draft. But you don't you don't put Daniel Jones on that. Oh, you don't put Jones on the draft board, so you can't draft him anyway. I think that's a better draft strategy than the one they had. They were the wrong. They. It was a New York team picking the kid out of Duke, but it was the wrong team. It was the wrong New York team picking the wrong Duke kid. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Daniel Jones and Zion in the Big Apple. So let me guys, let me ask you guys this: Now that the Cardinals have surprisingly traded away Josh Rosen to the Dolphins, they got Kyler Murray now. Where do you guys see? How do how good do you guys think Kyler Murray is actually going to do in the NFL? I it, think he it can all be depends the on that line that they or the biggest boom. What'd you say, Matthew? He's either going to be the biggest bust or the biggest boom. There's going to be no middle ground. He is going to either flourish or fall apart. One thing I think you have to take into account is you have to look at these guys, compare them to NFL players, and put their ceiling and their floor. So I say a ceiling for Kyler Murray, being as small as he is, being the mobile running quarterback that he is, I say his ceiling would be Michael Vick. I give it the same as Lamar Jackson. His ceiling is Michael Vick. His floor is RG three, so like, and I, I really don't see an in between. I don't, I don't think there is one. So I agree with you there, Matthew. Uh, you know, I think he's either going to be a pretty good quarterback that gets hurt a few games every year because he runs a lot, or I think he's going to be a huge bust like Robert Griffin the third, and maybe have a good year or two and then fall off. His big year is going to be his second year. That's what his big year is going to see because after, because I think next year he's going to do pretty well because nobody's seen him. But after his first year, when they get a chance to adjust to him in the offseason, that's when I think he's going to be as good as he can possibly. Like, we're going to see how good he actually is. I think you go ahead, William. I was going to say, you know, nowadays, in the NFL, it's changing a lot with the quarterback position because you don't have to have that six foot five statue, you know, throwing the ball down the field. Um, you've got shorter guys. You've got Russell Wilson's. You've got Drew Brees. You've got uh, Patrick Mahomes. Those guys aren't, you know, they're probably like your average looking guy. You know, they just look like athletes. And so, um, they the the fact that he's really short. You know, he's only five ten. That doesn't really bother me. It's just so much that he's such a running quarterback that's where I'm kind of having my issues with him being drafted that high and his longevity in the NFL mark my words Dwayne Haskins will be better than Kyler Murray I think I think like I said earlier I think it's his success is going to come down to the offensive line that they that they put in front of him um this pat in this draft, four out of the five Oklahoma offensive line got drafted. Two of them in the top 100, and then I think four of them in the top 123. So, um, well, the one that didn't get drafted wasn't eligible. He was a sophomore. He's going to be the first center taken yeah, off the board next year. Yeah, yeah, for He's sure. He's a first round pick. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. He he had a stacked line in front of him at Oklahoma last season. Um. So it all just depends on what what line Arizona puts together to protect him. Um, you know, he's not going to have to scramble as much and, and make a play for himself if they can if they can put a good line in front of him to protect him for most of the time. He'll still have to make those plays, no doubt. He had to make those plays at Oklahoma, 
but he didn't have to make them that much. He, he didn't have to, but uh, there were some times where he just made it just because, I mean, I guess that's what he saw. But um, I will say it, this. All right. Steal of the draft. Okay. I got to be a homer. Steal of the draft goes to oh, the Baltimore Ravens yeah. for picking oh Jalen Ferguson. He was rated a first-round draft pick, a mid-to-late first-round draft pick, got drafted in the third round. The reason is because he got – his combine invite rescinded because when he was a freshman, before he was even at Louisiana Tech, got into like a fight at McDonald's or something. Whatever. Okay. The NFL allows women beaters, but they won't allow people that get in fights before they're even in the league. Whatever. Not going to talk about that. But Jalen Ferguson is going to be a steal. New Terrell Suggs coming into the league. He's going to be a stud. Okay. I think the steal of the draft was Dwayne Haskins. Getting somebody that I think is the best the best quarterback in the draft period at 15 when he just fell to you. That was a steal. Didn't have to move up or down. That was uh, – and and the kid, Montez Sweat, going to uh, going to Washington 30th overall because he had like a little heart condition like your dad does, Landon. Like, mm-hmm. they stole him. Uh, he's got – I don't know what guess. he's got. He's got something. I don't know what he's got. But he's got like – it's like not that big a deal. I mean – I mean, yeah. like, it's a big deal because it's hard, but it's not that big a deal. They mm-hmm. got him with a 30th overall pick. I mean, come on. But yeah, I, I hope, I hope then, Dwayne, Hask- Dwayne Haskins is to go up against the Giants twice a year now. Uh, he, he has the opportunity. Granted, if he gets the starting position, I mean, he's going to – I mean, Alex Smith is still healing from, an in- from that injury, I believe. I don't know when he's going to be back. He might be back. But- not this season. No, nah, Not this yeah. season. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But um, you know, I, if, if he I gets in the starting position, he has, he has to light up New York twice a year. I think he's not gonna, wrong. I think I think he's done. I think he's finished. You think I so? Think, uh-huh, because he's gonna be a year out of football and I don't know after breaking your leg. Plus he gets a salary because he's on the team, I think. You know, what else do you need to play for, dude? You ain't winning the Super Bowl, all right? Washington ain't gonna win the Super Bowl. They're just not. And plus, he's checked down Charlie, man. You can't be checked down Charlie in the league anymore. He's also 34 years old. Yeah, I mean, so. he, come on, man. I he, mean, he, he might that, just be done. How about that state championship? How about that state championship and undefeated season at Helix High and that undefeated season at Utah, dude? You've achieved a lot. You win the Super Bowl. Go home and take your money. All right? Go back to California. Dude, how, how did, like, how did him and Reggie Bush not, like, just – is that they were high school teammates? Like, how did they not win fifty-five to zero every game? Lord. Well, they can't play like the defense too, Matthew. So I'm saying, but like, how you have a number one pick as one as your quarterback and number two pick as your running back? I mean, come on. Yeah. And lastly, we got the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. Talking a little championship. I've have, I have watched more playoffs and I've watched more playoffs in the last two days, and I have watched all year long. I'm actually missing it right now. Whatever. Um, How about Dame murdering Russell Westbrook not once but twice. Don't remind me. For those of mm-hmm. you who don't know what Damian Lillard did, not only did he sink a 35 foot three at the buzzer to uh, move on. From the Oklahoma City Thunder, but MPJ's face. 
This is also what he posted after that. On his Instagram, he put a uh, quote from Sun Tzu from The Art of War. said, it is the unemotional, reserved, calm, detached warrior who wins. Not the hothead seeking vengeance and not the ambitious seeker of fortune. Two kills, one, one target. That target, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is now four and twelve in the playoffs since uh, Kevin Durant has left the Thunder. He has not won a series. He's lost every game on the road. He is done. He needs to retire, dude. How, how about how about Big Honey from uh from Denver, like Big Honey Bear, like just lighting folks up, looking like a dude from the Boys Club. Lighting dudes up like they needed an extra five. They're like, hey, dude, you want to play? And they just pulled him out of the stands and dude can ball. <laughs> also, Homer, go Paul Millsap with the Nuggets. William's going to be riding the Nuggets the oh whole way God, through the playoffs okay. as long as they're Thanks. in it just because of Paul Millsap. They shouldn't have beat my Spurs. Thanks. They shouldn't have beat my Spurs. The Spurs should have won that series, but it's dude, fine. Speaking of which, why didn't they foul? Dude, I don't just, know. They just Popovich. sat there and let the clock run out. Popovich had a brain fart or something. Yeah. Was, if, if you see the video, they I couldn't think, hear him. Yeah, I think they LeMarcus Aldridge just couldn't hear him because he was yelling at well, my thing from is, the coach's line. My thing is, how do you not already know? How do you – you've been playing basketball Yeah, you shouldn't have to be told. Life. You shouldn't For have to be real. told in that situation. <laughs> like, you've been playing basketball since you were five. And not only have you been playing basketball – You've been the best person playing basketball your whole life. You went to high school, college, and the pros, and you don't know to foul in that situation? Come on. Like, man, we're, we're down by four. There's 40 seconds left, but there's 35 seconds left on the shot clock. Should I foul right here? I don't know. Like, yes. Like, it's, so I, if, if, you are, if, if you love the game and play the game as much as these players played it to get to the – to the position that they're at right now, even in high school, if you love the game and you and you study the game as much as you as you as you possibly can, like like you want to get better, you know in that situation, it's just basic basketball IQ that you got to foul in that situation. Down by four, if they m- make one out of two, hey, that's still that's that's still two baskets, that's two possessions. You foul them again. If they miss two free throws, then you have a shot and. But if it doesn't work that way, it doesn't work that way. But still, you just got to give yourself a chance by fouling there. And I guess the, he just wasn't thinking. And and DeMar, DeMar DeRozan was uh, asked about that situation after the game. And uh, he said, I guess I guess L.A. didn't hear him talking about LaMarcus Aldridge. He said, I guess he just didn't didn't hear Pop. Um, he, was, he was guarding his man too far down for him to come up to the top of the key like that. Because if he were to do that and foul him himself, his man's wide open at the basket. All he has to do is pass and basket. It's a three-bucket game. So, you know, if you're in that situation, it's not like you can go up there and foul yourself if you know what to do. you got to rely on the guy that is actually in the position to. So I assume we all expect the Warriors to come out of the West. Who do you guys think is going to come out of the East? Unless you beg to differ. The Celtics. The Celtics. I think it could still be the Celtics, um, even though they are fourth. They are the four seed. 
Um, that's probably who I'd have to pick them or the, the, the Raptors. Golly, that would be such a low rated NBA finals. And speaking um, of low ratings, the Raptors ain't got it, dude. Are down like 29% in ratings. It's the LeBron effect. He's not in the playoffs. Nobody's watching. Not only that, when you know what the ending is going to be, you kind of don't want to watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, they wouldn't They wouldn't be all the way back, but they would be, uh, I would say, probably 10 or 15% better if the Warriors weren't the lead team. If there was some semblance of doubt in the playoffs, the ratings would be better. I think it's two-headed monster. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, William, I think it's, I think it, I think the in the West it'll be the winner of the Rockets and Warriors series that moves on. I think, um, even though the Rockets are the four seed, um, I, they're playing really, really well right now, and uh, even with that, they only lost by four, um, in that in game one of the Warriors series, um, so as long as they can just give themselves a shot, uh, and come out of the series somehow. I think they can I think I think they could win in 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 6 5 or 6 against both the Nuggets or the Trailblazers whoever comes out of that series. Um but right now it looks like the Bucks are about to even up the series with the Celtics. They're up by 25 um with 2 minutes left in the game. So I think the Bucks will come out. I think they're the most talented um all around and they 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 have Giannis it gives you a huge advantage in any spot um except for his his three-point shooting is iffy um there's there was a couple uh plays in the in game one where they he had a wide open lane to just take a jump shot and he didn't um he chose he chose to drove and actually ended up turning turning it over both times that i saw that play uh in in different situations but um i think it'll be the the bucks that come out of the east i think it'll be a either rockets warriors um, West going against a uh, Bucks out of the East. Yeah, I think it'll be Rockets, Warriors, and Celts. I think it's gonna be the Warriors and the Celtics, which is the finals. I predict the beginning of the year, and I think it's actually gonna be a good series because I think the Celtics are the only team in the East that can stand up to the Warriors and make it a series. I still think the Warriors are gonna win in like six, if that. But I'm like, I think it'll be good. I don't like it'll be any blowouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine if it were, um, if it wasn't by, by a conference. If it was by total, like overall seating, you know, East versus West throughout the whole playoffs. Best of the best gets gets to go against each other um, in the in the championship out of out of both sides. That'd be pretty wild. I'd honestly be very intrigued. I think you would be by a. Uh, a, a test bracket of that. Like if they were just to take one year and which that would never happen, but I'm just saying if they were to do that, I'd be, I'd be really interested to see how that went. I think it would be the Rockets and Warriors in the finals. If that happened, I think they're the two best teams in the league. The only, there's three teams that go in the championship and two of them are playing right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that, that's the only way for, for the two best teams to go and see, go against each other. I really don't think, I think a lot of the times, the two best teams do go against each other. It's either in the Western Conference semifinals or the Western Conference finals, and then they just go against you know the the third wheel out of the East in the in the NBA finals. But um, you know that's that's neither here nor there. 
But um, guys, is that going to be it? Is that is that going to be all for us? Is there we anything knocked it out the park, guys. Great show. I think it was I really. Think I think it was really we, good. We, stayed, we stayed. We stayed on point for most of the episode. Uh, uh, I think it went really well. All right, so uh, yeah. guys, that'll be it for us. Uh, you can always follow us on Twitter at the Eight Seven O Show, and uh, be sure to leave a a good review if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. All right, that'll be it for us. See you guys next time. <laughs>